The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Jeff Mellon, Tyler Aki, in for Waddle and Sylvie today, hanging out with you until 6 o'clock tonight. Hope you are enjoying the Friday ahead of Labor Day weekend. Uh, love this time of year. It's one of my favorite holidays, Tyler, because... It feels weird this time around, too. Why is that? We've got, what, three straight days in 90s? Oh, yeah, because the heat's rolling in. We had a great, at least for me, my favorite type of weather this past week. You know, it's the uh, autumnal 70-degree day. Yeah, and you don't mean Jonathan Hood. You just no. mean wearing a hoodie. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's perfect. You could still wear the shorts, but you throw on a hoodie. You're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Nice, cool breeze. Love that. And, yeah, it's definitely getting a little bit stickier out there today. So, um, But you know what? It gives folks out there a extra day to enjoy maybe one last uh, summer fling, if you will. You know, go out there, jump in the pool, or uh, go to your local, you know, a lot of pools actually. Beaches. Community pools, you know, shut down for the uh, year. So, yeah, this is the uh, great opportunity to get uh, one last swim in before things start to uh, change, the season change. And and before you know it, football is here. The actual NFL season starts on Thursday. Can't wait for that. Chiefs, Lions. Lions is weird. Yeah. You think they're going (laughs) to... You think they're gonna stick to stick to Thanksgiving? Right? Uh, yeah, that, that's your that's your time in the spotlight. <laughs> stick to yeah, I like that. Stick, stay in your lane, Detroit Lions. I think the NFL schedule makers have put too much uh, pressure on the shoulder of the Lions this year for them. They're gonna get. I'm gonna go go ahead and say it now. I think they're gonna get smashed in the opener. I think the yes. Chiefs are going to have their way with them. I think the Lions may score some points but i think ultimately it's not really going to be close i think the chiefs get them by more than 10 on the opener interesting okay all right so i think the the line there is six and a half right yeah. now which I, for an opening week game is pretty big yes no doubt because usually it's not the lions playing right. in the yeah. in the home opener right mm-hmm. um so uh maybe we'll talk a little bit of football as well later in the show i know uh, tyler wanted to fire some fantasy questions at me this is the time of year where hopefully if you're in a serious fantasy football league this is the best weekend to draft. Yeah, this is a big I, draft weekend. I always tell people, don't draft before this weekend if you're in a serious league. And if at all possible, I always advocate for trying to draft on the... Yeah, I think Labor Day is a great draft. You know, if, yeah. Draft night, actually, mm-hmm. if, you can, if you can pull it off. Or the Sunday before Labor Day, because you can go... If you're getting together with friends, you can uh, have the great uh, draft experience where you you know get together i still say in person is the best if you can if, if you, can you can do pull it, it right. off yeah. yeah obviously i know a lot of people it's not logistically possible but if you can pull off the in person draft especially cuz that's what fantasy football is all about it's the camaraderie yeah. of your your league mates and i think it's always better in person so i advocate for folks to do that if at all possible so later in the show uh, t- tyler's going to fire some fantasy questions at me and i will uh, give you my best analysis says, of course, we're in that time of year, the uh, fantasy football show this year. Moving up an hour earlier, it's going to start at 7 o'clock, 7 a.m. every Sunday morning. So we've got lots of Bears coverage coming your way. So we're going to move the fantasy football show an hour earlier this year. But it will still be back for, ah, God, I don't know how long the show's been, over 20 years now. So wow. um, it's been going. So uh, be back with that. And then Tyler's going to have your 
College football covered this mm-hmm. year, starting tomorrow. You're going to start 10, 10 a.m. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep, only an hour tomorrow, but in October, it'll be 9 to 11. But we will have some watch parties, including at O'Sullivan's in Forest Park, um, from 1.30 to 3.30 on, not this Saturday, but a week from Saturday. Chicago's College September 9th. Chicago's College Tailgate with Tyler and his co-host, Shay Norling. They'll be bringing you up to speed with everything you need to know about college football throughout the year on Saturday, so make sure you have that locked in. You still got a CDGA golf show as well yes. prior to that, so mm-hmm. you're going to have to multitask with the best of them tomorrow, man. Golf and football, there's nothing better. Love it. So, all right, 312-332-3776. Taking a few more calls on the White Sox announcing Chris Getz is their new GM yesterday. Jerry Reinsdorf responding to what he had to say. And we will also shift our attention into a college football uh, disaster yesterday. We'll tell you about that in a moment here. But Kevin is in Oak Brook, wanted to talk about the White Sox. What's going on, Kev? Hey, guys. Happy Friday, and thank you, too, for working today. Of course. Our pleasure, man. No, no problem. Yeah, this, this Chris Getz thing, it reminds me of one other story that I think sums up Reinsdorf's entire reign, a reign of terror, I guess. And you guys might be too young for this, but when they were building a new stadium, uh, he was looking at architects, and he turned down the number two runner-up uh, who had proposed a throwback old-school mm-hmm. style. Uh, that architect went on to build Camden Yards. Yep. And mm-hmm. we got we got we got the Mall of America here in Chicago. So uh, that just I think that's just par for the course. It's just kind of Reinstorf has that Costanza instinct. He needs to do the opposite. Uh, Thanks, guys. No problem, Kev. Uh, so, and you are too old. You were not alive for when the White Sox were figuring out what how, what, what is now guaranteed right field, but at the time was a U.S. Cellular when they were building it, what, what exactly they were planning to do. And it was the last stadium that was built in the way it was. And then, as Kevin mentioned there, the very next brand-new stadium to open in Major League Baseball was Camden Yards. and Beautiful park. Immediately became the standard for how all new stadiums were being built. They wanted, the, they wanted to replicate what they did in Baltimore with Camden Yards and have that throwback feel so that when you're going to a baseball game, it feels like, oh, baseball, America's pastime. I will say this. A lot has been made of guaranteed rate field and the talk of, oh, moving the team here, there, or wherever. To me, the stadium's one of the least of my issues as a Sox fan. In fact, that's one of the few things I think you've got going Absolutely. for you, is that it is a good ballpark experience. It's one of it's, the it's things... Un- yeah. No, it's undeniable. It's in the, the pros and cons list. That's a pro when you're pulling out the yellow pad there and, mm-hmm. and jotting down your notes. Like So much has been made of the stadium... I've got no problem. I think Guaranteed Rate Field is one of the better ballpark experiences you can have. It's You're going... For the purpose of watching a baseball game, and it accomplishes that at, I think, a pretty high level. The concessions are second to Mm -hmm. none. And when you go to a ballpark, you know, if you can get really good food, that is a highlight, right? Like, that that's Mm -hmm. something that compels Sox fans to keep going back and to make sure that they make it a point to get out to the the stadium a couple times a year, right? Like, no matter what the product on the field is, the ballpark is generally draws Sox fans in because the experience at the game is, is really to, good. Yes. It, right off the highway, you can take public transportation. Like to me, the, the stadium, as long as, as long as there's no bullets flying in, like it's, it's one of the, yes. the best ballpark experiences you can have. <sighs> yeah. That just goes to add to the worst week so far that they've had to deal with is obviously something that we've talked about a lot here is the, uh, the issue last Friday night's, when they had yeah. 
the supposed fan sneak in and now, you know, whether or not, obviously Peggy has done her own reporting and she put it out there on, um, she put it out when she was filling in for Carmen earlier this week, right? And she put out her report and she stands by it and, you know, whether or not the, you know, what's exactly happening, I think is, in some ways, can, it's it's kind of going to get lost a little bit in the shuffle here because of the entire Chris Getz hiring, right? Um, I will be curious to see what the final verdict is on what exactly yeah. happened and mm-hmm. what they will put forth publicly and yeah. how it will and when di- we'll find out and how it will differ from what we're hearing, right? Um, as to how what actually went down uh, last Friday night, whether it was a gun was snuck in in the folds of someone's fat. And then, right, right a self-inflected gunshot wound. We'll see what the final verdict is, if it was actually a stray bullet from outside the stadium. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, again, not a whole lot of clarity in a bad situation. All right, so you brought this to my attention when you got in this morning. I did not actually know that it went down yesterday um, because it didn't affect a lot of people locally. But it's something that I think could become more problematic going forward as we are living in 2023 Amidst streaming services and cable television and ESPN and lots of sports network owning the rights to lots of live sports. And what exactly happened last night for Spectrum Cable, the television provider, and a lot of the South and somewhat some on the East Coast. Right. So yesterday at the end of the six o'clock sports center that... Um, I think it was like Matt Barry was on it, like the six o'clock sports center. They're tossing out to Salt Lake City to to get you ready for for Utah and Florida. And right after the toss, boom, it goes black. Oh, no. It says we've there's a just been a dispute between Disney and Spectrum. They couldn't come to a deal. So it's not like it's been blacked out all day long and you've been flipping on ESPN and you knew this was going to be a problem heading into. No, you got smacked in the face with this right before no kickoff, no, no warning. warning. You were just SOL once you wanted to watch Utah and Florida. Now, Spectrum is the second largest t- uh, cable provider in the United States. It's got almost 15 million subscribers. And as a result, they're not carrying ESPN, ESPN2, the SEC network, the ACC network, and ESPNU. Basically, any of the ESPN family of networks. They are not a part of Spectrum anymore. And this comes right before the start of week one. A huge day, and especially if you look at the coverage map mm-hmm. for Spectrum, it's a lot in the state of North Carolina. It's a lot in the state of South Carolina. It's a lot in uh, the state of Kentucky, Tennessee, like where college football is their lifeblood. There's big pockets of Alabama. College football is their NFL. Yes, it is their everything. And they are being stripped of it right before week one. To your point, so if you were watching it on Spectrum yesterday, all of a sudden you got this screen and it read, the Walt Disney Company, the owner of this channel, has removed their programming from Spectrum, which creates hardship for our customers. We apologize for the inconvenience. Are continuing to negotiate in good faith in order to reach a fair agreement. Like, we've seen disputes like this. This is nothing new, but usually these things get patched up within a day, right? Or, like, within 48 hours. Sometimes they never get fixed. Like, as a YouTube TV customer, I don't have access to MLB Network. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but that's really, my, I think, my only gripe with with having YouTube TV is I don't have the MLB Network. Outside of that, that well, I, I, get not, 
everything and more, really. For a long time, though, I'm trying. I don't even know because I'm not uh, a. What didn't Hulu and Marquee? Hulu had, had Marquee from the get go. Okay, but then they. They didn't renew, I think, after the first year. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I knew there was an issue, mm-hmm. obviously, because... Well, even you think about Marquee and Comcast, too. That thing didn't get rolled out till right before. Yes, yes. Like, all of a sudden, like, there was Marquee on your, your television. At, like, what I can't remember if it was the day before the regular season started because you couldn't watch spring training. That's right, The yeah. select spring training games that year. So it's becoming more and more prevalent where sports fans are starting to deal with these you know carriage issues between cable company and actual rights carrier right and it it i don't think it's going to get any better because we're if you're reading or following you know ESPN and they're having a huge issue right now in terms of subscribers with not just cord cutters but people who you know like companies that don't want to pay these fees that ESPN for a long time could demand on your that was just grouped up in your you know bundled into your cable bill, you know, channels would just be all put together and that was your the price you had to pay for cable and it was just the cost of doing business if you wanted to have cable TV and once you've gotten to a point now where you're how old are you twenty six twenty six yes you're twenty six mm-hmm. I've got we know Kevin Zpax hanging out with us today he's thirty seven right Kevin. Unfortunately, uh, correct. Yeah, <laughs> you've still got plenty of good years left. Don't don't worry. You're Kevin. on the right side of forty. How about Sean? You, Sean, you're what are you? Nineteen? Twenty two? All right, <laughs> close enough. Um, doesn't look an age over a day over eighteen. But um, so we like I we got I got to ask. So, what is your current setup, Kevin? So I just moved recently, so I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. I am a subscriber of many of the different streaming services you know mm-hmm. i got my my peacock and uh paramount hulu uh kind of a a mixed bag but i don't know what i'm going to do for actual like cable going forward i love and of course uh kevin who's a big uh premier league guy like like me he starts with peacock priority number one is his first uh, must stream service that he has available to him uh sean how about you what's your current setup for consuming sports now me i'm i'm more of like the new school vibe like i just have youtube tv okay i mean i was i was gonna get the sunday ticket package but i'm kind of holding off I, I mean i got a little you know some like side avenues where sure. i can maybe watch some stuff oh, but, some sneaky links right yeah yeah, yeah. but like nah other than that i mean i'm kind of the same as kev like it's you know peacock you know like the main disney all that okay but, so you do subscribe to those or you share a password with someone See, I I subscribe to them, okay. but I mean, with but the you know, plenty of people though. your age who are also just password sharing, right? Oh yeah, no, yeah, nobody has cable around my age. Yeah, and then Tyler, you, I've got YouTube TV. You've got YouTube yeah. TV as your provider, mm-hmm. which cuts you off from what? Uh, just MLB TV, basically, is what you said. That's really the, the only thing. Yeah, and if you're, I mean, like for and people you, that love college sports, you don't get Pac-12 Network. I, and who who's even in the Pac-12 these days? Right. I can't even. It's it's not even worth bu- purchasing a network mm-hmm. because God help you if you can discern who's actually in what uh, conference. I think Stanford's going to the ACC, right? That's what mm-hmm. we as Cal. Yep. That's what we learned earlier today, as as it's always uh, been. Of course, the Atlantic mm-hmm. Coast Conference, ACC legend Tiger Woods. What what says Atlantic Coast Conference like Stanford and Cal? Are they going to rename it? ACC legend Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch. It's insane. They need to just rename the conferences. It's just, it doesn't make any sense anymore. 
It's yeah. It's How can you be in the Atlantic Coast I've Conference got more on that in Waddles and have Cal too? When is the last time the Big Ten had ten teams? I wow. mean, that's been decades, right? Listen, all the all the numeral conferences: Big Twelve, Pac twelve, <laughs> Big Ten. They all don't have their number anymore. <laughs> of course not. Uh, listen, I always I I loved the Big Ten when they slyly did a great logo redesign when they went to 11 with with yes with with little, Penn state mm-hmm. and inside the big 10 you could see the number 11 hidden if you watch yeah. i loved it it was brilliant and then it quickly became um obsolete when all of a sudden they welcomed i don't know was it Rutgers? who's the Rutgers in maryland team? yeah they became the 12th or was it nebraska when nebraska, nebraska came, up, yeah, yeah. i don't know at this point, no, it's it, yeah. Rutgers and Maryland were after, yeah. So, it must so have been Nebraska. Um, at that point, you, they definitely. I I don't know. I guess what are you going to do though? It's brand. It's branding, right? Yeah. Like Big Ten. Actually, mm-hmm. I guess as long as Ohio State and Michigan are in the Big Ten, you're probably just call yourself the Big Ten forever, right? At that point, yeah. I mean, so I don't know what the alternative would be. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Anyway, I digress. What were we talking about? Uh, the uh, streaming, how we streaming issues, yeah. and picking mm-hmm. up uh, games these days. I. So Sean just, or I'm sorry, uh, Sean told us that he's not quite sure how he's going to approach the NFL ticket this year, Mm -hmm. which is moving to YouTube TV. I, since basically I've been a cable subscriber, I've been a cable subscriber to DirecTV purely because of the the NFL ticket. That was the only reason I chose DirecTV back in the day. And for the longest time, it's the only reason I continued to renew my subscription with direct tv was because i wanted access to the nfl ticket mm-hmm. you know but now because my current setup in my house is everything is hooked up through direct tv i've got multiple receivers for my multiple television setup i don't really want to go through the hassle of reconfiguring everything just for youtube tv especially when streaming what I don't like about it, unlike cable or you know uh, a, a satellite provider, is that the feed, the lag time is we're talking a good thirty seconds to a minute plus behind. Yeah. And for me, if in the social media day and age, I'm not going to just you know eschew Directv and then set up YouTube TV for the, for the NFL ticket when I am not quite sure what they're how it's gonna how it's gonna unfold this year. Yeah, so I I signed up for for the YouTube TV Sunday ticket too. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued by that. And YouTube TV is actually they've been rolling out and like test driving some things with like quad boxes and mm-hmm. double boxes and stuff like that uh, as of late to get ready for this. So they had a yes. little bit for March Madness uh, for Week Zero of college football. They had a, a quad box of all the games that were on. So that to me has been a nice welcome addition. But I am intrigued to see what happens with with YouTube TV and the the Sunday ticket and how many people are making the leap over yeah. YouTube TV. You Sunday. have you had YouTube TV so it was a pretty I had it it was easy. It was, was seamless for you. I You're was just rooting like, for it. When, yes. when when the negotiations were up at once once upon a time it seemed like Apple was, was the, the leader in the clubhouse and then all of a sudden they kind of bowed out of the race and it was YouTube TV and I was like oh this makes life so much easier mm-hmm. for me. I just have to, I'll pay the extra whatever it is and, and we'll be good to go. Yeah, so I personally, and this is going to be the first time in, I think I think DirecTV started with the NFL ticket in like 92 or 93. Wow. That was, and, and I think my dad purchased it like the second year that it was available. So I've had the NFL ticket for over... I've always been envious of it. Yeah, like listen. I, it's, such a, it's such a nice luxury to have. If you're an NFL fan, it's a great product and it's been part of my Sunday for over 30 years. 
And this is going to be the first Sunday where I'm not going to renew. Now, I suppose I could potentially change my mind and just add YouTube TV and cut the cord on DirecTV. But that's not right now my initial plans because I do like, again, my setup. And again, the other aspect is the smart TV element of, you know, every TV, like of my three TV setup, only two are smart TVs. So the other one would have to have a cable provider anyway. So am I going to, I'm not going to just sign up to direct TV for one television access and then have the other two set up, you know, so it's, it's a cost analysis as well mm-hmm. for me. What, what makes the most sense? And I've hit the point where the red zone for the longest time has basically subverted what I need the NFL ticket for. I do like having the option, like you said, to have to go to the quad box or the octo box, have eight, mm-hmm. eight games going at once. But that's also something that's really hard to follow. So I'm curious to know um, what folks out there, how they're planning to attack this season if you were an NFL ticket you know, subscriber for so long. Or in addition to what we we're just talking about with Spectrum and Disney here, are, you know, I guess how do you go about planning your, you know, what are must-haves as a sports fan in 2023 for you? What are the apps that you must have? And are you like, are there some where you're just like, you know what? I'm paying for enough stuff. That's something that I just, I'll miss that game. And I hope that it doesn't become an issue for me going forward in terms of consuming sports television. Yeah. Like unless you're an MLS diehard. Yeah. The Apple, the Apple TV really like I'll, I'll skip the, the Friday night baseball game. Like I'll, I'll miss out on that. It's whatever. Um, but like, unless you like Apple TV doesn't feel like a must. I think Peacock is starting to become more and more of a must uh, with what they're doing with college football, mm-hmm. with what they do uh, with soccer, with golf. Like if you like some of these those niche sports, yes, and even like uh, with baseball too, they have the the Sunday morning game too. Yeah, um, so that continues to grow. So it's interesting. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's try Adam, who's in Gurney. Adam, what's going on? You're on with uh, Melanaki and for Waddle and Sylvie. How you doing, guys? Doing well. What's going on? Um, you know, I heard you talking about the uh, the YouTube uh, YouTube TV and how they have the uh, NFL package now. Um, when it comes to the delay, I only really I've only experienced like a five ten second delay at okay. most. Um, not, I mean, because I'll even sometimes get you know get my bets in you know during a break or something like that. No, but, yeah, um, no, Adam, you're right. Like the YouTube TV lag isn't awful. In fact, it's something that I think has actually gotten a little bit better. Like sometimes I would get my notifications, uh, like I'm watching a Sox game or something, yes. and I get the notification of, oh, this is an RBI single here, and then I see the play. But now it's at the point, and I don't know if it's maybe the leagues are working to dial back the speed of their alerts a little right. bit to to make sure that nothing gets spoiled in that regard yeah so i don't know if that's maybe an issue that they've tried to patch up that way and if we're just being duped because of it <laughs> but um i i'm with you I don't, I don't think the lag on youtube tv is that bad all right yeah i just wanted to kind of point that out because it's it's uh um i probably if i had that kind of lag i might even you know look elsewhere but mm-hmm. definitely sign definitely sign up for the nfl ticket this year so all right good stuff I'm right Adam. there with you thanks for chiming in appreciate it no and that's uh, listen i'll i'll uh i'll plead ignorance i did not know the exact time so it's good to hear that it has been reduced at least in adam's view and in your view it's not as bad um but what was waddle telling us the other day he was talking or i don't know if you were here yet he was talking to me about how he was uh he was he wagered on the Cubs, um, the first pitch on whether or was it the White Sox? I'm trying to remember now on whether the first pitch would be a strike or a ball. That's serious, like that, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of where you know 
When gambling is such a partner of yours, you have to patch some of this stuff Absolutely. Up. The impetus is, to, is going to be on figuring out how it can be seamless and you have very little lag time. I mean, I don't know how you're going to bet on, on pitches or plays like, because there's going to always be some lag time. So if you're not sitting in the stadium, right. I don't know how you're going to ever be able to, to bet mm-hmm. on a play-by-play basis like you can at casinos in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you're, you're going to have to be in the stadium in yeah. order, like, that's the only way to actually and make listen, a play-by-play This play is, bet. like, very minute stuff. Yeah. Like, when you're talking about betting pitch-by-pitch, pitch, like, I get live betting and, like, you want to you maybe see a gap in a line there or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you see some value on a line, but if you're betting pitch by pitch, uh, like, I, my sympathy is very high with <laughs> no you. Doubt, no, no, I get it, I get it. Uh, but it's it's, it's one of those uh, revenue streams where you know that the mm-hmm. sports teams are trying to take advantage of. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Talking about that with you. We've also got Jesse Rogers who's going to jump on at four o'clock. The Cubs won the first of the split double double header, the makeup game against the Reds that they had. They won the first game six to two. They've got a second game tonight scheduled for five forty. So Jesse Rogers is going to hop on at four o'clock. We'll pick his brain about some observations from that one and also what he saw. Go down in the introduction for Chris Getz yesterday. Um, the Sox naming him their new GM. And, of course, it is 3.30 coming up here in 5. So that means it's Waddle's World, the Aki Edition, next. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Waddle's World is brought to you by Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. I am not Tom Waddle. I am Tyler Rocky. I am in with Jeff Meller today with you until 6 o'clock. Let's roll into this here. The ACC announced earlier today that they will be adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU as new members beginning in 2024-2025. And the ACC will now have 18 members, 17 of which will play full-time football in the league. The one oddball out is obviously Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. who is a half member. But the weird part is Notre Dame was the one that was pounding their fist on the desk to get... Cal and Stanford into the ACC, but they're the ones that want to be half members of this because I, really it's a quarter member. Because let's be honest, football is king. Yeah. Even though it is the ACC, yep. football is king, and for them to kind of half-ass their membership is something that, as an ACC alum, really kind of pisses me off. I get it. Um, the truth is, you know, as long as they have their deal with NBC. I think that's probably the biggest issue, right? Mm -hmm. Once it's no longer as lucrative for Notre Dame to be on their own network, that's when things, the tide will shift. And kind of what we were just talking about last segment, right, Tyler? When things start to become, get to a point where NBC is like, why are we paying all this money for Notre Dame football? Well, I think it is a symbiotic 
relationship where it benefits both sides because Notre Dame is the big brand. It definitely sure. draws. I, I think I saw the opener against Navy is the most watched. Uh, it's one of the like most watched openers, I think. Um, it was definitely one of the most streamed because it was on Peacock, too. Um, but, yeah, it, it did very good numbers. They were very, very happy with it over at NBC. Um, but I will, I'll tell you this, and it, this is completely anecdotal. It's my observation, but I'm 42 years old. Notre Dame football does not mean to me what it once did 20 years ago. It now, doesn't. For your, for your whole lifetime, it's it's not quite been the same, but... They I, and and granted they do have every every once in a while they'll have a, a maybe undefeated or one loss season where they'll be able to sneak into the playoffs, but I do think it's losing some of its luster. And as as that generation continues to die out, the one where Notre, like Notre Dame was like the true football power, I, I, everything has shifted for me. It's all about you know the SEC really Alabama Ohio and then. A couple of Big Ten schools, Ohio State primarily. I will say this, though. With the expanded playoff that's coming next year, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, even though they've lost a little bit of its luster, and I totally agree with you on that, under the new college football playoff format, yes. however it may be tinkered with moving forward, they're going to be one of the top 12 right. teams year in and year yes. out. So then yep. you'll be talking about a perennial playoff would, Yeah, team. that's can fair. sell that. That's a fair counterpoint. They will be a perennial playoff team. But at some point too, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to make some noise in that playoffs, right? Because at a certain point too, NBC might just and, and again, this is I don't know at what point you get to that number where you're like, is this still worth it, right? Especially yeah. when so many people are like, I don't even have cable TV. I right. don't have I, I just stream things. Is it going to be is it con- is it going to continue to be mutually beneficial for both NBC and Notre Dame? Yep, we'll have to see. Uh, Pete Carroll is ruling out Jamal Adams for the Seahawks season opener. He said on a radio show earlier today, Adams, who missed almost all of last season after tearing his quad in the opener, still has not practiced since being activated off the pup list on August 24th and has only taken uh, part in walkthroughs since then. Seahawks were one of the surprise teams last year and did it without Jamal Adams for the most part. Yeah, remember, they gave up a first-round pick for him. We won't see a trade like that ever again. I no, you're right. That was one that I think definitely kind of broke the trade market, right? Like no team's ever giving up a first round pick for a safety who wants a big contract ever again. No. And it, it, honestly, I think Jamal Adams could have played at his what was previous Pro Bowl level and still I think in teams would be like but he hasn't been healthy to even provide any actual benefit for the Seahawks. And you're right. They won despite him last year. Yeah. Uh, more NFL news. Mike Evans says he wants a new contract from the Bucks by week one. Evans reps day one sports and entertainment said in a release that Evans wants the next phases of, of his career to be with an organization who wants him and wants to help him win a Super Bowl. So they the clock is ticking. He's got nine days Interesting to, to get a deal there. I, I'm sure you remember this. So I'm, I'm going to remind you if you don't. Mike Evans was a guy who you and I talked about yes. a lot as a possible target for the Bears before they landed DJ Moore in the trade that sent the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. And it was because of this. Exactly. We knew that his contract was going to put him in a position where he was going to likely want out. And do you happen to know how many consecutive seasons over a thousand yards Mike Evans 
has had in his career, Tyler? So, uh, Evans has been in the league now for eight years? Nine seasons. Nine years? I, all nine, right? Every He's the only player to ever have gone over 1,000 yards for the first nine seasons of his career. I believe Jerry Rice went for seven or eight before he actually had a knee injury that uh, prevented him from doing it for, you know, the same amount of time. But Mike Evans, only receiver to ever go over 1,000 yards, nine straight seasons. He's going to be working for his 10th this year. And you know what's funny, Mike? It feels like even though he this isn't actually true, it feels like there's an injury moniker around Mike Evans. Maybe it's because he's questionable a lot and he winds up on a lot of injury reports. Mm-hmm. But he's pretty durable. And he's done all of this. Even though he's had some seasons where he's only played 13 or, or 14, 15 games, he's still getting to that 1,000-yard mark. And my apologies. So I said that Jerry Rice, you know, Jerry Rice actually in his rookie year, he only had 927 yards receiving. After that, okay. he went over 1,000 yards for 11 straight seasons before he had the knee injury. But uh, in his rookie year, he did not do it. Mike Evans was able to do so. Evans will be entering his age 30 season this year um, in, the, in the final season of a five-year, $82.5 million extension you know what's that he in- signed in 2018. What's interesting to me is that I don't know if Mike Evans, I really think, I don't think necessarily like Hall of Famer when I say Mike Evans. The numbers say yes. But the number, if he can continue to kind of just rack up 1,000-yard seasons, and, and it's a weird... You know, threshold, it's a nice round number, right? A thousand yards. But the reality is that he's come really close to, to just getting over a thousand yards for a, a couple of seasons. He's one year, uh, 2017, 1001. But there, but it wasn't even that. I think if there's a couple times where he's just above like a thousand yards. Yeah, right? like, 1006, 1035. But like he also has a 1500 yard sure, season. Sure. And, and that, that season's different, right? And of course, he was helped by Tom Brady coming in. And, you know, that was obviously a great run. Uh, where they won a Super Bowl. But I think he's probably going to be able to, if he can get one or two more 1,000-yard seasons on the ledger, I think it's going to be hard not to put him in. And not that it really matters for receivers, but he is a Super Bowl champion as well. Um, he's he's an AP uh, All-Pro as well. So, like, he's got the skins on the wall that can get you into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's one of those streaks where if he can continue it for a year or two more, I don't know, it's going to be interesting. It, but... It'll also be interesting to see if he is a buck, too, because if you're if you're Tampa right now, mm-hmm. you Baker Mayfield's your quarterback, Kyle Trask is your backup. You're trying to get Caleb Williams. Like you're trying to win that race against what, Arizona, probably to get well, Caleb Williams. Are they though? Like I think Arizona is clearly showing you. If we don't win a game this year, we're perfectly fine with this. Yeah, the Bucks though. Signing Baker Mayfield and in a bad division, at least what looks on paper to be a bad NFC South, where there's some going to be some winnable possibilities for them. I think if you're, I don't think you should should have signed Baker Mayfield if but you were like, truly in the Caleb Williams sweepstake. But Baker is, I feel like we give Baker way too much credit because he was the first overall pick. Like I think if you were truly in the market to try to win the South, you do what the other team in the South did and sign Derek Carr. Yeah, I, I guess I just didn't find I find the need for, you know, adding Baker Mayfield. He's somewhat competent. Is all I guess what I'll get at. And if, uh, I, if I if I'm <laughs> I'm not in the Baker Mayfield so, is somewhat confident crowd. And you don't think he's somewhat competent? No. I, I, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's a team that if you're ta- like that is a sell sell so, tickets uh, okay. move. I think from, right. from Tampa. All right.
sell tickets while also embracing the tank. Um, real quick, uh, one last college football note. Uh, Alabama and Nick Saban have named Jalen Milrow as their starter for the opener tomorrow against Middle Tennessee. Do you remember this? You Actually, you may not have been here that day. I'm trying to remember. But mm-hmm. Jalen Milrow's grandfather called in to Waddle and Sylvie last yes, year. Yes, I do now. Now that you're saying this. Yes, yes. Bryce Young was hurt. Yep. And there was uh, a big... There was a big shadow of, okay, is it going to be Milrow that starts, or is it going to be Bryce Young? Young? And he called in with a hot tip saying that that Jalen Milrow is going to start, and then it ended up being Bryce Young. Yeah, (laughs) not not so hot a tip. Yeah, so um, real quick before we hit the break here, I heard the guys talk about it in the morning, but Taylor Swift is making a movie. The Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie has earned a record-breaking $26 million in pre-sales at AMC um, it beat out Spider-Man No Way Home. It'll be premiering October 13th. Any interest in watching Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, the movie? Um, how about this? I'm interested in streaming it at home on Netflix if it yeah. it's there at some point. I'm not going to go out of my way to see it in a the theater. But I think there's plenty of people who are Swifties who will. Will they be I mean, driving to Michigan to get the true IMAX yeah, experience? Yeah, 70 like millimeter. Yeah. Is that, is Not that what Shay's going to be doing? Right. That's funny. He's going to Battle Creek, Michigan. Ooh, um, I, that's great. The uh, I will say, I think I will always remember this tour. You should, because, because it's been the most it, profitable and successful tour ever. I mean, people Period. say it absolutely stimulated the economy, too. Like, it, it saved the U.S. economy to a degree. <laughs> but it truly has been the most successful music tour ever period I'll, yeah i'll never forget the people that were lining up outside and like the astronomical ticket prices and the fact that she, i mean she has this huge dispute now with Ticketmaster, yes because of the way that was fumbled with no the doubt. pre-sales and everything and listen if there's anybody who's going to actually be able to topple the monopoly that is Ticketmaster, it's someone like taylor swift she's right. probably i don't think there's anybody who could take on Ticketmaster. Except Taylor Swift. You need the cult army behind you. Yes. The Swifties, you are a cult army. And I say that in endearing fashion. Yes. Do not come after me. In a good way. In a yes. good way. You're you're uh, very loyal. But uh, I heard Jake Cantu was very upset because this is bumping... I forget what... Uh, so movie what was sc- set to be uh, released? It was, scary, it was a scary movie franchise. Um, Saw? I don't know. What's... Uh, maybe The Exorcist? The is Exorcist. The Exorcist. Is that is that, is that a new one coming out? out I, don't, I don't even know if they're I don't know, doing but a it's remake. Bumping, it's, it's a Friday the 13th premiere for this uh, Taylor Swift, and it bumped a movie that Jake was very excited to go see. And then he was... I have not heard Jake that animated about something before this morning. <laughs> the Exorcist <laughs> Believer is the new uh, edition of the franchise. Okay, That's and they're bumping up to being October 6th, I think I heard him say. Um, I'm seeing September, or oh, maybe I'm oh, looking at it differently moving. here, but um, I didn't know Jake was into scary movies. I am a big... Uh, I see, actually... I see that it says... Uh, uh, October 6th as well. Oh, no, no. The Exorcist. Believer moves to 10-6. Okay, yeah. So it's moving to October up, 6th up, to up, accommodate up for Taylor Swift. Hashtag and, and Taylor wins. Yes, once again. All right, when we come back, we'll do something that we like to call Florida or Ohio. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. 
dumb criminals, random stabbings, or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Melarnaki in for Waddle and Sylvie today. And I have to say, Tyler, that actually, who's doing uh, the uh, hosting here of Florida, Ohio? It will be the great Kevin well, Zipak. Well, Kevin Zipak, this is definitely throwing me for a curveball here. Uh, Kevin's going to be playing the role of Tyler Aki. And Tyler and I are sitting in for Waddle and Sylvie. And I would say normally I'm in the Sylvie seat. But the fact that Tyler is munching on some Cheez-Its right now leads me to believe that he is playing the role of Sylvie right I now. I am the Sylvie of the operation? Yes. That, that's the way it looks to me. So. All right. Well, now that we've got all of our roles in order, uh, I'd like to remind you that 19 Crimes Wine is the sponsor. Florida, Ohio. Brought to you by 19 Crimes Wine. It tells the stories of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. Pick up a bottle today and live infamously on your own terms. And there's no doubt that Sylvie is obviously partaking in some Cali Gold. Uh, right now, as we speak, enjoy. Long weekend, a lot of wine. I think we should crack open a bottle here pretty soon. Celebrate. good to me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Z-Pack playing the uh, role of Aki. We should definitely open the Kelly Gold. All right. A brazen thief is behind bars after detectives say he stole clothes, tools, ice cream, and jewelry, and then proceeded to take a nap after he was done. Shortly after 8 a.m. on Wednesday, deputies responded to the call of a burglary. At the scene, they learned that the homeowner called 911 after discovering a man sleeping next to a pile of tools inside his garage, and the suspicious man was awoken by homeowners fleeing the scene and leaving the tools behind. Uh, There was actually a separate burglary going on at the same time where the suspect had entered a residence, helped himself to some ice cream, more tools, clothing, and jewelry, all while that homeowner was asleep as well. Thinking these uh, two cases might be related, just maybe, the detectives say they searched the area and noticed a suspicious person removing tools from an unlocked trailer a few houses away, and he then fled on foot. But they were able to apprehend 42-year-old Timothy Wayne Castellano and receive numerous items from his possession. Deep drive to left by. It's a stark (laughs) reminder. No relation. No. It's a stark reminder to keep your doors locked anytime, day or night, says Sheriff Ken Mascara. Was it Castiano? It was Castiano, not Castiano. Singular. It's just one Castiano. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, the the Phillies do play in the same division as the Marlins, so I will go with, let's go Miami, Florida. Interesting. See, I was thinking uh, Cincinnati is in Ohio. It is. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, I'm going to play the Oppo game here and go Ohio. Sean, would you like to guess? you got to play the role of me here. Uh, I go. I think I'm going to ride with you, Miller. I'm going to go Ohio. All right. This was in Port St. Lucie, oh, Florida. Sunshine State. Congratulations on your win. I was a... Uh, Right logic there, too, because the, that is the home of the Mets spring training site. Okay. St. Lucie. There you go. Meller and Aki in for Waddle and Sylvie on this uh, ahead of a holiday Friday. As the boys taking the three-day weekend to an extreme and making it a four-day weekend. 
but the hardest working man in baseball. Jesse Rogers is set to join us next as the Cubs win the first of a split doubleheader today. They've got the second game against the Reds coming up later tonight. And we'll also pick Jesse's brain on what he thought about the introduction of Chris Getz as the White Sox new general manager. Do that next here on ESPN 1000. Hey now, Underdog Fantasy has a new way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. It's legal in Illinois and tons of fun. Introducing the Fantasy Pick'em Game. Here's how you can win big. Pick between two to five players and select whether they'll go higher or lower on season total stats. And then sit back and watch your favorite players battle it out. Here's what I'm doing for the Thursday night NFL opener. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think he goes higher than six and a half receptions. Patrick Mahomes over 314.5 total yards. That's uh, combined yards, so rushing and passing. I think he goes higher than 314.5. And then finally, I'm taking Sky Moore higher than 38.5 receiving yards. I think he's probably going to be Kansas City's number one option outside of Travis Kelsey, obviously, at least to start the season. So those are my three plays. When you put them together, you win six times your money, folks. Go ahead. Build your dream team today. Head over there for the easy-to-use mobile app or just go to underdogfantasy.com and sign up with promo code WMVP and Underdog will double your first deposit for up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code WMVP. Must be 18 years or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org.